Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabir. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, (laughs) Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Qatar 2022, the series is still going on. Uh, my name is Pablo. Obviously, welcome back to another episode. Um, we're still covering the European teams. I have Linus Wahome, Linus Wahomes, Linus. Say hi. Hello. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. Or, you know, as the Germans say, escaped. Uh, the Germans say what? Escape, which is I'm good. Cheese, cheese. Yeah, we have an Australian slash Kikuyu slash German in the building. Yeah. Um. Basically, this is the first time we're covering um. Basically, teams with the squad, man. Like every single team that we're going to talk about today, we know the we know the squads, man. Like um, Spain, Germany. Belgium, Croatia, Serbia, Switzerland, Portugal. The squads are out. Um, today we're going we're, go, we're going we're going to start with the cream of the crop, man. We're not starting um with Spain or Germany um teams in Group E. We are starting in Group H, man. Um, because we need to talk about this, man. Cristiano Ronaldo is playing in his fifth World Cup, his fifth consecutive World Cup, man. Um, before Cristiano Ronaldo actually started playing for Portugal, Portugal had been to only three World Cups in seventeen um basically world cups man um is fifth in a row obviously portugal needed uh, actually to needed some luck to actually get there obviously they 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 needed north macedonia to do their thing against italy and obviously north macedonia were easy to take care of Linus, the squad is out um basically no surprise we expected most of these players to actually make it um a player that didn't make it um renato sanchez um 2016 young player of the tournament at euro 2016 um in france um are you surprised that sanchez did not make it um obviously lacking in that midfield um not quite because you look who's in that midfield as well you have silva cavallo you know robin neves uh matias nunez so you have uh good replacements for renato sanchez yeah agreed man and obviously his career has not basically turned out the way we hoped um it would obviously granted he's now at paris saint german um 25 years old obviously he still has the chance to feature for portugal in in coming tournaments in coming games um basically obviously the euros is still only two two years away and he'll get that chance man but just looking at this entire squad um obviously this guy is obviously since they since they won um the euros in 2016 and obviously the african cup of not the african cup of nations the nations league um obviously they don't play in africa the nations league in 2019 um they've always been considered uh, as a strong a powerhouse in europe obviously they, they have incredible players all around bruno fernandez um cristiano ronaldo like i mentioned obviously jao felix as well bernardo silva they have ruben diaz in defense um obviously pepe is still is still they are playing really really well Linus, is portugal really a contender man can we put them as a as a world cup contender <laughs> Look, they have a good squad, uh, not mm-hmm. just for now, but for the future. 
There are a lot mm-hmm. of young players when you look at this squad. You have players at 19, 20 who are not just good players for their side, but are also able to um, put on good performances on the international scene. You've seen um, mm-hmm. Antonio Silva at Benfica get a goal at, mm-hmm. you know, against Juventus. Benfica was also able to top their group, um, which was uh, which had PSG in it. So they're looking quite promising. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, you know, to borrow a Kenyan saying is. Uh, <clears throat> Gareth Southgate, <laughs> DJ Shams, and Fernando Santos are in the same WhatsApp group, right? So, good players, good talents, <laughs> not the best manager. And these negative tactics that we've seen uh, Santos employ, again, yeah. same. We'll, I'll echo what I said about the Shams. He was able to um, win it once, use a particular trick, but once mm-hmm. the trick gets found out, then you really have to do something new. Yeah, I get, I get I get what you're saying. Obviously, the team is loaded, but obviously, no one actually logically thinks that they can. For me, I also I also agree with you in terms of maybe it's it's so difficult to manage an international team. That's that's what I think. It's it's so difficult. It's easier to manage a club where based you're adjusting from team to team every single week, every single weekend. But obviously, managing an international team, you only get the players for like maybe a month or two months for the entire year. Basically, when when you have to, when you actually practice with them or like um, sit with them to actually study other teams, I think I think it's 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 always tough. And also, there's a little bit of luck going in, but it's very tough to to do. And obviously, like 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 obviously them winning the the nations the nations league and obviously them winning the euro the the euro achievements. No one expected that to happen, but. Obviously, the World Cup seems like a long shot. I'm not for me. I'm 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 behind Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo all day, man. I'm I'm basically the number one Ronaldo fan. But um, to be realistic here, I think the best Portugal can do is maybe a quarterfinal appearance. Um, I don't know if you have them in your quarterfinals liners or do you have them even um, exiting basically <laughs> within the group stages. Um, I think. I don't see them making uh, making um, out of making it out of this group. I mean, and if they do, it will be quite quite a struggle for them because let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo for a minute. Right? Yeah. He was once yeah. upon a time a good player, a good player, a great player. But we've seen his recent performances. Um, he's been on the decline. And when you yeah. think about what Ronaldo was to a team, any team he's played for, uh, Real uh, Real Madrid, United. Um, I think he came from Lisbon and also the Portugal sides that uh, you know are winning Euros. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like the player who. So Ronaldo has never been a system player. It has always been you know you put Ronaldo in the pitch and then you have a supporting cast around him. He's always been the star player, and yeah. you could basically do this because he was quite prolific in front of goal. He could give you goals, and so you never had to ask him to you know press here or do anything uh, particular in your system. All you had to do was get the ball to his feet. Many scores, which is something he's not doing as regularly, as proficient, as efficient as he was before. And this mm-hmm. now you're thinking, you know, is he worth it having in, in a side where he doesn't offer you much defensively, doesn't offer you much structurally, and um, doesn't offer you much when it comes to um, what you actually expect him to do, which is score goals. So yeah, yeah, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think, I think, I think this has always been the thing with Cristiano. Like 
regardless of how good or how terrible he plays with with his with his club and obviously obviously i don't like the situation with ronaldo at man united man the fact that he's not playing the fact that he's not the like he's not the person to feed man like when, you, when whenever you feed him good things happen like whenever you feed him you you end up winning trophies whenever you feed him he ends up scoring goals and obviously scoring goals results into winning games but it's different for portugal in portugal he is everyone knows is the star man obviously at man united is 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 is, is basically sharing the stardom and like basically um he, he's he's progress with people like bruno with people like maybe some of the wingers that are that are that are younger there like marcus rashford etc etc but at portugal everyone knows is the guy um in terms of goals i is he is averaging 0.61 um goals per game man in in his entire career for portugal man basically the 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 most most prolific goal scorer when it comes to international football with 117 goals in 191 caps man i i i think it i think you you would have to be insane not to call up cristiano and another thing obviously he is is also i think he has the most goals in terms in when it comes to world cups i think he's tied with close or like just a goal ahead i'm not i'm not sure about about that stat but he he always performs for portugal regardless of 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 what is happening with his club and i think i think the least um, basically we, we can hope for cristiano from cristiano at the world cup is a goal and he always tears it up for portugal is always the man that they fall back on and obviously the role with bruno changes because bruno is more creative when it comes to portugal more than the prolific goal scorer he is at man united um i i i, I think for me like Cristiano calling him up is, is a no brainer but I agree I agree with you in terms of the fact that he's on a decline. Um but obviously that that I mean, look. I mean he always performs but he's never performed at Portugal at like 7 years of age right so he's been to the World Cup he's been to a Euro not to this age and as good as he was he's still a mortal right and time takes yeah. its toll. And and yeah. see my, my my argument is this if Portugal never had good players you know like when you speak about Croatia and we'll talk about you know why Modric is still a fundamental part of their team is because there's no one to really step up and fill um that Modric void so you understand why Modric yeah. is still um, being called up at the World Cup mm-hmm. but Portugal do I mean in Rafael Leao who will be the next man and and so you're thinking you're playing Cristiano Ronaldo I um, mean place of an exciting youngster in Leao Or... Wow! 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 I'm I'm not I'm not going to tolerate this this blasphemy that I'm hearing no, 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 coming no, no, from. No! 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 I mean, no. He's a good. Lea is a good player. Uh, and, I know. I know. He can, I know, offer, you more, he can yeah. offer you more than what Ronaldo can right now. No! Right? No! Be... No! No! Lea has not scored a single goal for Portugal. A single goal. He has made 11 appearances for the national team. He hasn't scored yet, man. He's 23 years old. He has the time, man, to play for Portugal. I, I can't believe this amount of blasphemy that it would be preposterous to, to say that Messi should not basically be called out for Argentina. Man. I, I don't. No, no, what? No, no. Messi, Messi is a different player now for Argentina. Messi and remember what you said about Messi. Uh, Messi Argentina. He's no longer there. You know, he's no longer just their star man. He he makes everything work. So Messi can fit in a system and make everything else work. Ronaldo, you have to sacrifice elements of um your system not, in order for him to work, in order for Ronaldo to work. So you have to compromise you know, something on one end in order yeah, to get Portugal system is. Do you know what Portugal system is? Yeah, well, let's sit back uh hope for Bruno Fernandes to shrub with something and then Ronaldo no. to get the end of it. No, 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 no. 
actually for them um they, they play in a 4231 going forward they, play, they and then they, they sit back in a 442 when they don't have the ball um they they only press in their half man and for cristiano is always like when they when they when they, when they don't have the ball for for two cristiano is usually like this the striker and then there's the second striker is like maybe somebody like ajao felix and basically the entire system is cristiano basically he is the entire system because every time they they get the ball and they shift to a 4231 obviously jao felix um, um slides to the left wing man it's it's always it's always different cristiano is the system man like obviously every, everyone everyone might be biased considering considering how how his, his club career is going man like and, and i don't like it i don't like it but cristiano is portugal man like that's just the bottom line man i i i i i, I i'm not entirely sure man what, what, like what i'm hearing man like you're saying cristiano should not have been called up for rafael leao yeah. man yeah. that is that is yeah, he's not, i mean to be it should not have been called up i mean he should have maybe been moved to wow. a more yeah he should have been called up maybe as a coach or someone yeah. on the bench who can who can wow, you know, team and do something but you're thinking <laughs> more. wow man yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, i'm so glad that we started with portugal i'm so glad that we started with portugal because because this has actually gotten me fired up man i can't wait for the world cup man i can't wait for him to prove you wrong man um but hopefully hopefully portugal goes there and have a good season man um and like obviously argentina man hopefully hopefully they, they have they have a terrible tournament i know linus is behind them <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, saw, um, you, saw, you saw the um yeah thing where they say Uh, yes but so able to predict that Argentina was I uh, will win the yeah. world cup right yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. I, I, think, I, yeah no I, th- i think it's absolute um it was all um it's an absolute joke because not because Argentina win the world cup but because it has Portugal well for one uh winning this group and then between Switzerland, uh, Switzerland <laughs> between both Switzerland and Croatia to the to play at the semi final with, with Brazil which is uh, that's, a, that's that's an awful joke right i mean <laughs> So so you you have no problem with Argentina winning winning the the entire tournament in within the simulation but you only have a problem with Portugal getting to the semis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny that's funny. Okay 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 obviously um that for 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 you guys that don't have the information that simulation actually was correct in 2010 2014 and 2018 they correctly predicted the winners of the world cup and obviously they predicted that Argentina would win the world cup this year. Um Linus I have a question for you here. Jao Cancelo has been basically the the go-to man at Manchester City. His club career has already taken off man. He has been, he has been a different player under Pep Guardiola. Um, obviously it seemed like he was a little underutilized at Juventus. Um ever since he came to Man City obviously is is he plays majorly at Man City on, on left back. But um obviously he's expected to be one of the most creative forces for Portugal. Are you seeing that role for him? I do you think he's going to be critical for them going forward? Well, see whenever um Guardiola uses him on the left, what he's expecting is for him to, you know, cut inside because he inverts his wing back so he'll play on his strong right foot and he has a decent left foot as well so he creates that cohesion oh. amongst um his marker or whoever whatever a defensive player or whatever our players taking a defensive defensive action against him see but for portugal i tend to find their wingers are uh, rather their full backs one you try to sit a bit deeper you know to avoid any space in behind and two you know whenever they have yeah. the ball 
they're trying to create with the wingers because as you said uh if felix is on the left then he wants to cut inside which means the width only has to come from the wing back or rather from the fullback mm-hmm. and if in this mm-hmm. case it's joe cancelo then i think he, he loses that um touch of creativity because now he has to deliver from wide which is pushing in crosses he's a good cross as well but i don't think you'll see him play the same role he does uh, for manchester city and you know finding yeah, yeah. how he's able to find space inside the box and take shots i don't think that's what you'll see same with uh dalo who they'll be playing on that wing with yeah because also as well uh so he won't play on the on the i expect him to play on the right because on the left then you have uh Guerrero who can also yeah. do you know the same thing bomb up the wing um, um, but I, I i i i think i think the the, the little bit obviously where they the, the sometimes the, their fullbacks also overlap and obviously with with Cancelo overlapping like you mentioned also Dalo as well um with Guerrero obviously sometimes overlapping on the left on the left um wing as well so obviously João Mario is 29 years old um obviously a Benfica player um these are players that over at obviously aging obviously they have something to say about Portugal so you mentioned um Silva and I think Silva is a good case of how um Fernando Santos tactics tend to be quite um a bit uh I'd say elementary a bit basic because Silva is given a role where he has to you know tackle and man in field instead of being a creative out- outlet as we've seen him in Man City so it does tend you do, you do tend to see that he doesn't play quite as well for Portugal as he does for Manchester City and one of the things is are those Fernando Santos tactics but Portugal for me actually have the uh, most exciting young squad um of any uh top um national team because uh, like you said you know in midfield they have I think Fabio Vieira who plays at Arsenal uh, there's a player like uh, was it Florentino yeah. Luis who may have moved to Real Madrid or I I, I can't quite um, recall and you're thinking you know players like Ruben Diaz who have already um, established themselves as a uh, top tier talent you know 2025 years of age uh even in goalkeeper um I don't know if you heard of Diogo Costa he's a guy who saved um three penalties back to back in the Champions League so he created that, that record and so Portugal are quite exciting. It's it, it's a lot of the same team, man. Like obviously players like Fabio Vieira. Vieira has only had maybe like I don't know six months or eight months at Arsenal. I'm I'm not sure if he's if he's, if he's had a full season at Arsenal. And obviously Diego Costa, obviously getting a call up. He has he has obviously made made appearances for Portugal as well, seven appearances. But he's he's also a player that. He is he's only like establishing himself, man. Like, but we've not seen so too exactly too much at, at international level. Like, obviously, we spoke about the Germany team, and obviously, we spoke about England yesterday. Um, those players, lot of them, man, basically young players at international Portugal, not so much. Yeah, well, see, I think in the next World Cup is in four years, and some of these players will have matured, and you know, have played some games, have had some minutes, so. At the next World Cup, you're thinking the Portuguese side that will have will consist of most of the young players that you're either looking at right now or um, who have come through um, some of these Portuguese sides that are also trying actually to become good. Because remember what you said about um, how you could find uh, how well an African team is performing based on how well um, they are, mm-hmm. how their national, um, rather how their club football um, is performing yeah. um, within the nation. And you have the same yeah. thing with some of these Portuguese sides, you know, Benfica, Porto. 
they're starting mm-hmm. to perform quite well on the international or rather on the continental um front with uh, we've seen them ha- we've seen how they are performing on in the champions league um in the uefa europa yeah. league so yeah i think i think i think you, you you could be hopeful if i was a portuguese fan i'd be hopeful for the future house but then i'd also mm-hmm. want a future where Fernando Santos isn't uh, the manager of the, of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Pepe, Pepe is 39 years old. Um, he, he was at Besiktas. He's now at Porto. He's still playing. He still looks good. And always still still performs for Portugal. Uh, done so for 128 games. Um, obviously, expect him to do to do, to do do more, um, basically, during Qatar 2022. Um, are you ready for Switzerland here? Um, the team that shocked us in the Euros, um, obviously coming back from three nil down to beat France, they they came up and they the, the game drew three three, and obviously they won, man. Um, Switzerland are, are are a different side, man. Do you like do you like Switzerland? Um, do you think they they are a team that could contend in Group B, a group that has Brazil, Cameroon, and Serbia? Yeah, well, they're a very funny side to face. I don't think anyone wants to face a team like Switzerland because sometimes they show up. Sometimes they don't. I mean, if you look at their Nations League performance, where they lost their first set of first set of fixtures, and then they won the second set, so a very difficult side, a very unpredictable, unpredictable side. But it's you know it's the same way as Starman. You know, you look at Shakiri, he may be small in stature, but if you underestimate him, then it's at your own peril. And I think if you come up against Switzerland, do not think that they're, they're an easy team. They'll cause trouble. You know, you have yeah, Jan Soma who seems spends his time um, trying to serve uh, penalty kicks. So, yeah, that aside, whom you never know what they get. You know, they could have a, an amazing tournament, make it out of the group, or they could, you know, not win a, win a single of their games and not win a, score, a, single, a single goal. This is what you expect from a Switzerland side. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you mentioned Jordan Shakiri is the vice captain. Obviously, Granit Xhaka, um, Arsenal man, is the captain. And obviously, Shakiri is playing in the MLS now. Um, Chicago Fire um, is is obviously basically opening the frontier to move across the pond and actually um, get a chance for most of these European players. Um, but just looking at the squad, man, Fabian Shaw. Is is, is 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 basically one of the staples in that defense man newcastle united player um obviously we've seen him score goals man for he's, he's one of the few center backs that can he already has the two appearances for switzerland obviously you expect him to pair up with manuel akanji akanji is slightly younger um 27 years old um linus do you like do you like do you like this this defense for them that, that they have going on obviously sometimes they pair sharp with akanji um obviously akanji is now at man city man do you like do you like do you like this this defense for for, for switzerland yeah i mean akanji I think we saw him. Um, I think at the Euros, he made. I think he made a mistake, something a very costly mistake. So he yeah. always has that element um, to his game. But yeah, Shah Akanji, you're thinking left back. You're flanked by Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, um, exactly. Also, yeah. set pieces, and you're thinking Fabian Shah is quite tall. Also good at set pieces, at attacking the set piece. So yeah, they're looking quite, uh, quite a decent side. And as well, they do have cover up front, you know, with the midfield, uh, with players like mm. Zakaria and Gibril So, and you know, as you mentioned, Shaka. Uh, well, I'm interested to see how um, he'll be used by um, Switzerland because we've seen him in Arsenal being a bit more box to box, trying to get into the area. 
so I'm, 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 I'll, I'll be looking to see how uh, their coach Murat Siakin deploys uh, Donny Chuck in the system. Yeah, for me, for me, for me, I think I think my 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 curiosity here will be um, the legs of Adon Jashari. These these players that that we don't know, man. These twenty-year-old midfielders that they just called up, um, Fabian Rida. These players um, that are playing still in Switzerland. It seems obviously like the coach obviously just obviously looking looking at the domestic team, man. Murat Yakin, the the manager. It seems like these twenty-year-old midfielders actually stood out to him. For me, like the thing that I usually do, like while well, watching international football, I usually scout for Man United. Maybe that that's a good player. That that is a player that maybe Man United should look at. That's a good player. Maybe Man United should look at. Obviously, Man United need help. And like, if if these midfielders actually turn out to be midfielders, I'd like I'd like to see that. Um, because like getting called up to a World Cup at 20 years old, it's 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 it always like raises eyebrows. But if you're good enough, man, it always sets up the platform for your career to take off, man. Yeah, um, like obviously in, in their their forward line, they still have Seferovic. Um, he's 30 years old, but he's, he always has goals in here. Um, Brill Embolo, he was a Man United bound maybe a couple of seasons ago. Um, now he's at Monaco. He's moving away from Monaco anytime soon. Um, Linus, do we still expect goals? Um, this this pairing, Seferovic and Embolo. Um, yeah, we do expect goals, and if they are able to um, rise up to the task, add to the task, uh, then you have a player like Noah Okafor, who is the new. I'd say he's. I don't know if you remember Demi and uh, the yeah. German player who was at Salzburg and then moved to Dortmund. Yeah, I think he's he's the guy who took up um, the spot that Demi left, and it's yeah. quite good. So yeah, yeah, if Mbolo and Sefirovic are unable to deliver, then. Uh, you could see them um, lose their spot to um, no Okafor. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Like this, this, this Swiss, Swiss team is 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 very interesting, man. And obviously, we have to wait and see how how they how they play. And obviously, Ruben Vargas is still in there. He's is 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 among some of the younger strikers that they have, along with Noah Okafor. Noah Okafor. Um, his second name is Arinze Chuku. Um, he's obviously 23 years old. Um, he's, he's among one of one of the young strikers um, up front with Ruben Vargas. Ruben Vargas obviously playing for FC Augsburg um, in the Bundesliga. So um, th- that's that's Switzerland. Um, I think I think I think this this entire team should be should be very interesting. And obviously, this entire team should not be taken lightly, man, because you know they have quality in them, and uh, like they did to France. Um, they can do the same things to the likes of Serbia, Cameroon, and Brazil, man. You never know. Um, Linus, do you, are you ready for Serbia here? Yep. Yeah. Um, Serbia, weird team, man. Weird team. I'm, 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 just, I'm just going to be honest, man. This is, this, this is, this is a team that. Obviously, you, you, you think, man, they're, they're going to be an, a walkover. They're, they're usually not. They're, they're usually not. Um, obviously, they came, they came in um, basically doing really, really well um, in the Nations League as well. Um, they're having, having wins over Norway and Sweden. And you're expecting goals from everywhere, man. But most of all, you're expecting goals from Dusan Vlahovic. Um, tearing it up in the Syria with Juventus, um, 22-year-old striker. Obviously, a lot of um, English teams wanted him. Arsenal as well really wanted him. Man United really wanted him. Um, instead, um, chose to basically to remain in Italy um, and sign with Juventus. Um, they also have Mitrovic in there, who can who can always score. 
I'm uh, honestly 50 goals in 76 appearances for Serbia. This is a very weird team, man. They have good players, but you never know what's going to happen, man. Luka Jovic is also in there. I'm um, now at Fiorentina, former Real Madrid striker. Um Linus is, is are, are these strikers basically still scary enough, man? Are, are they still scary enough? Although Vlahovic has been has been playing really well, we haven't seen the consistency at Juventus. Are these are these strikers scary enough? Let's start there. Oh yes they are. I mean like you said uh, they were able to um, gain promotion from the uh, Nations League and beating the likes of Norway and Sweden. They also yeah. topped their group uh, in the qualifiers which was a group with Portugal. So yeah, I think yeah. they're scary enough. I think their problem won't be to score goals. The problem will have to be at the back. Mhm. Yeah, so you're thinking this defense obviously Nikola Milenkovic is in their Fiorentina man uh, and obviously you're expecting players like um mlado man like th- these names are tough man mlado mlad mladeno mladenovic man ligia was a player obviously is playing in poland um you're expecting some of these players to actually start including velkovic man these serbian names these polish names are, are tough to pronounce man um but you're expecting a lot of these players to actually play like players like milenkovic as well um so you're saying this this defensive line is not exactly the best defensive line in the world I don't think it's about defense I think uh, it's about the balance because one of the defensive um talents has to be Filip Kostić who plays either on the wing or as a left back and is quite aggressive going forward so you're thinking mm-hmm. there's there's an there's usually he leaves some space to exploit it and if there's um and if there's a lack of um anyone to cover him once he's you know gone up the pitch then that's uh, uh, quite an easy um, exploit for the opposing team but yeah. yeah like i said they you know they were good at the qualifiers were able to score goals but they hardly could keep a clean sheet so which actually echoes to i think a deeper problem in their defensive structures yeah yeah i agree I agree and also like there also there are always goals in this Serbian team man like i say this this is a very weird team man like obviously you have very good players but you, you, basically you never know what to plan for you never know what to plan for dusan tadic is the captain ajax man um obviously basically another player within that midfield that can always turn up with goals and obviously philip kostic plays for juventus like lenas just mentioned plays sometimes um basically at the left back role or like the left wing back role in for serbia mostly a midfielder man for serbia um, and also he can also like help with the, with the creativity um they also have sasa lukic who is coming up um torino man i i personally love torino um, they also have sagi in there 27 year old man as well now at lazio man so there's always creativity in that midfield but sabe is a, is, a, is a tough team to 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 like prepare for yeah i mean i think sometimes sabia tend to be their own uh, biggest enemies they tend to be architects of their own downfall so if they're able to sort themselves out then they could actually give some of these teams a run for their money yeah exactly exactly man for me i'll be looking out for sasa lukic here i'll be looking out for um Marco Gruich as well Porto man obviously Porto are still in the Champions League and they're they're, they're playing really really well although we expect that we expect them to actually get kicked out um basically of the Champions League um in the in the, in the knockout stages um but I'm 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 looking I'm looking at this some of these players man that, that are very interesting for me obviously playing for teams um in around Europe 
and exciting stuff obviously most players play in italy man a lot of torino sampdoria lazio fiorentina juventus um sprinkled around this this serbian this serbian team um basically Linus, who do you expect to to be the goalkeeper here marco mitrovic obviously 30 year old i'm um, playing at sevilla he has the experience um but he basically he, he doesn't have more caps than um raikovic who is 27 years old playing at mallorca he has basically nine more caps than him who do you expect them, who do you expect to start as, as the goalkeeper here i believe Al raikovic is their f- first team goalkeeper so yeah yeah he should start i mean so you're saying goalkeeper. So you're saying you're saying no chance that uh, the Sevilla goalkeeper starts. No chance. Mallorca starts always. No, I mean no. I mean, look, as a coach, you have to go with uh, whatever you've um, what whatever is um proven and tested. So yeah. If yeah, if for some reason he might decide to uh, to start a uh, Dimitrovic, then yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's down to the uh, Slatko Dalic. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, that's down to the coach's um decision. So, so yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Stogovic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you guys that are listening to the podcast, man, like these Serbian names are mad, man. Like if you guys if you guys go actually watch the World Cup, man, like you guys will struggle pronouncing these names, man. Dragan Stojkovic is, is is the manager. Yeah, and obviously um, we're heading to another team, but that always has um na- difficult names to pronounce, man. Um, Croatia, man. Um, obviously, Serbia are playing with Switzerland in the same group in Group G. Um, obviously, Brazil and Cameroon are in that group. Um, that, that that also looks like a group of death because Serbia, Switzerland, um, those are two teams to prepare uh, basically to play against. And obviously, Cameroon, we know we know the quality that they have. We saw that during the Afcon. And Brazil, man, um, basically some of the favorites to actually win the entire tournament. So we'll have to wait um, for the games to actually kick off to see what Serbia and Switzerland basically have to offer. Um, let's quickly jump to Croatia here. Um, these guys are actually ranked 12th in the entire world, man. Regard- regardless of basically how aging the, the entire squad is. Um, they got obviously to the World Cup final in 2018, um, got beat by France, had an in- Incredible performance against Argentina. Um, basically, thrashing Argentina three nil. Man, I had my brother crying because he, he was supporting Argentina. Uh, but I love Croatia, man. Not so much during this entire to- tournament because they are in the same group with Morocco, a team that I like a lot. Um, but Linus, what do you, what are you seeing from Croatia, man? Um, do you think there's there's a chance that they make the run that they did in 2018? Um, so it's difficult to say about this question. So uh, after after the uh, 2016, was it 20 or 2018 rather? Yeah, mm-hmm. 2018, right? Uh, yeah. And so Manzuki retires from the team. Rakitic retires from the team. And somehow whoever was supposed to take over, they haven't really been great, and so they have to rely on Luka Modric. And somehow, somehow they're actually able to cobble up results. They were able to top their group in the Nations League, you know, group with both Denmark and France. So for me, this might be a good tournament for them, but I think their problems are quite um, ahead of them. Um, Modric is 37, as we said, so you expect this is his last tournament. Uh, players who are supposed to, in a way, take over, and I'm looking at Nikola Vlasic here, haven't really quite been able to step up. With you, you'll be thinking that this is uh, a good platform where you know a person of the torch set of uh, as person of a person of the torch um, sort of thing where Modric is now trying to bring in you know Blasic as 
uh, the next um then you know plus and the next generation to to lead this team but they have a bit of all they have quite an aging squad and not enough you know young players coming through yeah i agree i agree i agree 100% for me the thing with the croatian team has been this team is aging we know this team is aging like what what are we doing man to get the young generation in granted um they have yosip sutale who is 22 years old plays for dynamo zagreb already has three cups for for, for the for the national side um that's that's basically the youngest the youngest player that they have man and yosko yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Sutalo is a month younger, so I'm I'm saying youngest like, um, and obviously Stanisic. Stanisic was born in April, so Stanisic should be the youngest should be the youngest player um, that, that 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 they called up. But like, look look at the entire squad, man. Just looking at that front line, man. Perisic is 33 years old. Andrei Kramaric 31 years old. Petkovic 28. Livaya 29. Uh, Budimir 31, and obviously Orsic is 29. So you're seeing like not not a lot of youth. Uh, but hopefully they have some of that youth within the domestic leagues um, because some players obviously featuring in this squad play for Dynamo Zagreb, um, Hajduk Split, um, obviously Petkovic, Livaya and Orsic play within the, the domestic um, league in Croatia and obviously like I mentioned Sutalo as well. Um, but just just for this entire team, like just going forward, I, I really expect them to have a tough a tough tournament. Man. This time around, I expect them to struggle. I expect them to to struggle a lot, man. Perisic has not been the player that that we expected him to to be at Spurs when he signed. Um, players like Kramaric have been underwhelming. Obviously, he's at Hoffenheim. Um, like, I, I I I don't know. I'm not entirely sure about Croatia, man. Yeah, it's difficult to say, particularly when you think of the group they're in, which will be a group. I think this will be one of the uh, groups that will have uh, some of the most exciting fixtures, uh, particularly in the number of goals scored. And mm. like you said, they have that aging, uh, uh, that aging uh, front line. I mean, granted, you have uh, Misla Vosic, who Spurs fans would remember scored a hat-trick against us to knock us out of the Europa League round of 16. Yeah. So, you know, mm. Kramaric has been quite good uh, in the Bundesliga for a while. And so you're thinking, well, yeah, they do have someone to score goals here and there but yeah like you said it's an aging line you don't expect to see some of these players come the next tournament and you're thinking so who will step up and you know be the new Manzukic because I think one of the things they're missing is uh, a Mario Manzukic a player that striker that could actually lead a line and you know yeah. sometimes just pull the, pull, the, pull the team through so all the yeah, best yeah, to I agree. challenge in this team Oh yeah, all the best, man, to Croatia. Um, hopefully, we visit Croatia one day, man. I heard it's a beautiful country, man. I, 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 are you excited? Have you ever uh, seen basically vacation videos regarding Croatia, like It it looks beautiful, man. Uh, no, I haven't. So I really couldn't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, King's Landing. That's that's Croatia, man. Like, like the, 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 that's Croatia, bro. So um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we, we we go and visit someday. Um, yeah, but exciting, exciting, exciting future for them because that future is is basically anything can happen because th- this team this team is so old. You might get a future with with incredible youngsters or you might not. So um, Croatia, basically, good luck to you guys. Um, let's quickly jump to Belgium here, man. One basically 
used to be the number one ranked team in the world by FIFA. Obviously, as per as per the recent rankings, they are second um, ranked. Um, for they were ranked by the way, they were ranked number one for seven years. Um, not for seven years. They were ranked between 2015 and 2016, and then 2018 and 2024. So four years consecutively. So there was a, a period of time they weren't ranked number one overall. Um, now they're they're second overall. Um, Linus, welcome to another aging team, man. Um, the, a golden generation. Obviously, um, the Belgian population is not that massive. Um, so it's it's you're expecting it's going to be tough for them to actually get such incredible players. Um, again in the future, although we know their program has always been good. The Belgian, um, basically, FA always does a good job. Obviously, they have they have had Roberto Martinez since 2016, and he has obviously laid that um, laid that foundation for them for the future. Um, I've seen I've, I've seen documentaries where he's actually going and visiting um, domestic games like like lower leagues in the domestic games looking at players scouting at players scouting players for belgium under 17 and so and such like um but welcome to another aging team man um just looking at the back line man the youngest player that they have is arthur theater who I, i'm not i'm not sure if i pronounced that right Arthur theater he, he is obviously a rent player 22 years old and zeno de bust um obviously um playing at anderlecht um, but a lot of their players are past past 30 or like nearing 30. Obviously, Vatongen is still in there. Alda Veirel, um, Spurs legends. Um, Thomas Munier is 31 years old. Um, Timothy Castagna, Lister, um, right back, is obviously the, the, uh, 26. He's, he's slightly younger. But obviously, players like Axel Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, um, players like obviously Hans Van Naken, these players are 30 plus. Um, Eden Hazard as well, Dries Martens. Um, Linus, is are we still expecting anything from Belgium, or, or has that wave, has that ship sailed now? Yeah, I think I think for them it has sailed. We, you know, we were quite excited for this team when they first, um, and actually caught the eye of um, uh, public discourse, and so we thought, yeah, this is a team that could do something at one of these major tournaments. They haven't. They've just gotten old. Like uh, I think. Back when we hosted um, an episode on the Euro and we discussed them, we were talking about they had they had a backline with a uh, combined age of about a hundred and something years, right? And so that was three years ago. And you're thinking, yeah. you know, three years, you only get older. So yeah, yeah they do have quite. See, uh, other than you know, like Croatia, where you're thinking, you know, who comes in? They they do have um, some youngsters who you think, right? So what Martinez has prioritized right now is transition you know he has to accept that he had the team didn't do much with it so now let's look on to the future and like you mentioned there's uh zeno the boss who's only 19 plays for underlet um arthur theater who's plays for ron uh what fights so so we moved to leicester city so yeah we have young players here and there same in the midfield you know yuri tillemans is only 25 so you're thinking he's the next um probably a strong contender for captain and probably someone who will um, take over whatever De Bruyne does for this team. Uh, you have Charles de Catalara who we've, I think we saw in the last um, iteration of the Champions League with Bruga was quite good. Uh, so yeah, they do have young exciting talents coming through and whoever will be in charge of them has to think about the way forward, how we mold these uh, young players to become the next goal, the next um, Quality generation for the Belgian squad. 
yeah 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 i i i I think obviously looking looking at the future is key and obviously like with with the i think for me i think their foundation that they have for transition is 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 very vital for them obviously like i said the population the country's population is like maybe three million i'm not entirely sure um it's 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 basically a lowly populated country so they're, they're thinking a lot of they need to mold the, the talent that they have um but for me a player that that i i want to see actually like improve um obviously broke out during euro 2020 jeremy doku man i expect to see a lot of him obviously um i'm ren ren um winger 20 years old so that's good already has two goals for belgium in 10 appearances so i'm i'm, I'm expecting him to actually maybe blossom because you're expecting him to actually be used as a sub more often than not um but if belgium actually win the first two two group games maybe he gets a start during the third group game so i'm expecting i i, I, want, I want to see if if he has improved ever since we saw him at euro 2020 last year um but a lot of these players basically are incredible form man leandro trossard man we've seen what he has been doing with, with brighton so you're expecting him to actually basically carry that on and obviously like lenas has said in previous episodes this is a world cup that obviously form carries in um eden hazard has not been in the best of form lenas are you expecting anything from eden hazard obviously he's the captain um are you are you surprised that he got a call up um what are you what are you seeing with with the situation with eden hazard um carrying over to the national team yeah so a case can be made for both hazard and lukaku players have been uh, grateful for their for their club sides and you know you, you you start forgetting how good these players tend to be right so you're thinking hazard was amazing at chelsea before he moved to real madrid and then had mm-hmm. those issues with injury and hasn't mm-hmm. looked the same uh, Lukaku had a great season at Inter came to Chelsea things didn't work out then went back to Inter doesn't look the same mm-hmm. so yet you, you know you as a as a manager you have this um decision or you know you know how good a player can be and how good the player is right now and you're thinking maybe it's you know outside factors so maybe they're not settled at the club maybe they're not settled in the system so you, you know you could make an excuse and say you know if i give them uh, a good environment a good system supporting players around them then i forget the most of them but uh, they haven't really been convincing but then again you know who do you call up instead i mean divo corrigi you know players like kenzie I, I i don't think he had a lot um options in his attacking um for his attacking he, ne- he never had, uh, had option for the attacking players to call up for his squad so he had to yeah. you know work what he's got yeah 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 and obviously looking at some of the belgian players like i wanted to mention obviously origi um thank you for that uh, but looking at other uh, uh, belgian players that have not gotten a call up um sambi lokonga man obviously at arsenal um obviously origi as well these are players that basically have basically african ties um obviously lokonga and origi as well and they didn't they didn't get a call up um basically are you seeing this is a, a situation where maybe they, it's it's just because they're not informed or maybe it's because maybe they want to develop younger players because lokonga is 23 years old but he's not the same age as somebody like amadou onana who is 21 or like charles um the catalayer who is 21 as well what are you seeing with with the reason the reasoning why um players like lokonga and origi weren't called up I think it has to do with both form and um you know preference of other players because we could say form but then Onana Onana has been actually getting club minutes for his club uh, 
Lokonga not to say you you don't say the same of Lokonga. Um and when you look at a player like Bran is it Hainan? Bran Hainan at Gang, who is a good player, I think. I think he's on uh he's on the standby list, but you think it he won't make it. Um Salamakas again another good player for AC Milan. So I think at the end of the day it's just preference of whom you want to play. Uh or rather who how you want to set up your team, what what um an individual strength is, what their weakness is, how you can yeah. get the boss uh, the the best sort of um one one uh, a single player in one system, or uh, rather a single player in your system than another. So yeah, like you said, there's young players will get their colour, will get a chance. I mean there's this promising youngster who if you know anything about Belgian football, you you know you'd have sung since he was eighteen and it's Yari Vashar and He's still here to really come onto the scene, but you're thinking, yeah, he's 21, two, three years, maybe in the next Euros, he's a player you should um, expect to be making it this squad. Yeah, yeah, underlegged player, man. Um, obviously, um, basically, Vincent Company should should have a lot to tell us about him. Um, obviously, used to be the manager at underlegged. Yeah, but that's the Belgian side. Um, like Lena's just said, um, it may it may seem like their ship has sailed, man. Um, but they could surprise us. Obviously, they 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 always like having Kevin De Bruyne. That always changes things. Um, he's a he's a difference maker for teams. And hopefully, if Eden Hazard basically um, ca- gets back to any anywhere close to his form at Chelsea, like his form um, in Russia, because he was he was also playing really really well in Russia. Um, if he gets back to to that anywhere close to that form, I think they'll be okay, and I think they'll get out of the group. Um, and they should be the favorites to get out of the group, man. You can't be like the number number two ranked FIFA number number two ranked team by FIFA and like not get out of the group in which you have Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Yeah. Um, let's quickly jump to Germany, man. World Cup champions in 2014, man. A very young side, Linus. A very young side. We have seen um, Musiala get a call up, man. Um, that's 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 the big talking point, man. Musiala is at Bayern now. He's is one of the one of the most exciting German players, man, that has come onto the scene in the past maybe two years. Um, very deserved or not? Oh, he's been in great form. So yeah, he deserves to be. I think when um, England uh, English fans saw this, they must have been kicking themselves because he's quite a talent. So yeah, I mean, but I think I think for me, the story has to be Yusuf Mukoko, who is 17 and you know, come the World Cup, he'll only just have turned 18. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, let's just talk a, a bit about you know Musiala. If you have anything more to say, but you know what he can do, right? He's a threat yeah. in the box. He can you know box to box some um, stuff. You know, creative. So Musiala deserves his call up. I mean, he deserves. It. He's earned it. He's more than earned it, to be honest. Yeah, Jamal Musiala is 19 years old, man. He obviously already has 17 caps for 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 Germany. Germany, they are usually a very good team, man. Like I, I, for for once, that's that's the that's the one of the few football associations in the entire world that I'd like to study, man. The way they just like bring up um youth is incredible like you always you always have youth coming in and you always have um basically veterans that can always play um but Tony Cruz will not be playing in this world cup liners um for me that's that's massive that's 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 a huge miss obviously you're missing um that talent obviously from uh, as basically one of the best dead ball specialists um in in, in the recent in recent times in, in basically the past decade um he's not getting a call up 
um he, he basically he, he is not playing uh, is not that he's not getting a call up he's not playing um is 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 cross going to be a big miss do you think obviously that midfield still already has players um but do you think cross is going to be a big miss yeah he is he will be a big miss i mean you know what he can do yeah you remember that final goal he scored against south korea in the last world cup you know that tricky free kick so yeah you you know what you're missing out when you don't have cross in your team but you know i think players like gundogan uh use your kimmich these are players who will more than do the job yeah yeah and obviously they can rely on players on someone like kimmich um to actually turn in with the goals man um uh, basically um regarding um set pieces and, and and such like things um cruz basically decided to retire from international football that's why you guys if you guys are wondering why he's not why he's not playing um he retired after after the team lost um against england um basically during the euros last year so um for me it's sad um but he's is going to be a huge, a huge miss but obviously um other players not playing is always an opportunity always an opportunity for 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 other players to actually step up and step into that role uh mario gotza um basically got a call up man well remember his incredible goal against um argentina in 2014 um he's 30 years old now he's playing at eintracht frankfurt um linus are you surprised that gotza got a call up um because for us that basically don't watch a lot of the bundesliga maybe we haven't seen enough um but are you surprised that um gotza got a call up Well, yes and no because he kind of fell off um f- um the f- from football competitions after the World Cup. But I think at Frankfurt has he has been quite good, you know. We've seen glimpses of uh, the goals at Dortmund, but uh yeah, he he does he's a, he's a good option off the bench when you're thinking of players. Uh to players like to be players for players like um Goretzka or Havertz whoever starts. So he's a good option to have on your bench. You know he came and uh, had that winner at the 2014 world cup so yeah he's someone who you can rely on yeah yeah 100% i agree and obviously that experience always helps especially with losing a player like tony cruz um you you need that that experience in midfield um obviously hansi flick is the manager now joachim low is not the manager um there'll be no sniffing balls man anymore for for german managers because hansi flick former german man former bayern munich manager is in there um for me germany are a contender man I, are you feeling the same way man about this german side obviously they have players that are in that basically are in their prime man thomas muller 33 years old still in his prime which is incredible to even think of that he's still in his prime at 33 years old playing really really well um Leroy Isane as well 26 years old in his prime at Bayern um Serge Gnabry as well and also they have young youngsters like Karim Adeyemi who are coming up man and obviously um I think they are a contender do you feel the same way Yeah I think well they were quite unfortunate well not unfortunate but they were quite awful against England and one thing Hansi Flick i believe so that was missing and which is something you always have in a great german team was that lethal player and they didn't have that at the 2020 years i mean you think of all the best strikers have been able to you know bring up you know the great gadmola uvezila you know Miroslav closer who we mentioned um so he he needed a, a lethal attacker a lethal striker Mm-hmm. and i think he's thinking because mola is no longer the player or rather wasn't isn't the goal threat that he was he plays a 
more different role in the side is you know the ramdoita you know space investigator whatever that means so this is someone asks why you can lap a 17 year old to the world cup i think this is what mukoko will be will, will do and he's been having quite the season with Borussia Dortmund i think he's just been setting records left right and center so he's that finisher he's good with the ball at his feet the ball um, at his head is quite short but he can still head a ball he's quite pacey but he's not you know a one trick pony as well he can you know he knows how to link up play can play a pass he's quite creative for a player who you think of as an out and out striker and so flick will get the most out of this young man because you're thinking flick was the same um, manager who you know uh whatever it was flick who was able to um execute a system with Lewandowski and have Lewandowski break that um that Muller record in the Bundesliga so yeah. he needs he knows he, he needs a system with a little touch from um, Hansi Flick uh and the call up from Mukoko I think he's quite um thought well thought out and he's hoping that the you know the pressure of you know such a big tournament such uh, huge expectations will not um really weigh heavy on the youngster but he's yeah. He's an exciting player to watch whenever Germany will be playing just see if he's on the team is he's on the starting lineup and know that whatever you'll see will be quite um, an, an incredible um, effort from the young man. Yeah yeah I agree I agree and obviously um for you guys that are wondering Mukoko was born in Cameroon so he has that like another case of brain drain like we've been talking about this uh basically throughout the entire the entire basically series um obviously 510 uh, uh, forward um and obviously getting his first call up for Germany is massive i'm 100% sure that he's proud and excited and obviously that his family is um a lot of these G- german players have obviously play within the bundesliga um i think we only have maybe like four or five maybe five players that um basically don't play um within germany obviously um mark andre stegen plays in barcelona and then you have um tilo kere who plays for West Ham I'm not sure if I pronounced that right man like Germans don't kill me man we know we have Germans listening to the podcast uh, basically Bella Kochap um Southampton um and then you have um Ilke Gundogan at Manchester City and Kai Havertz at Chelsea so um a lot of play a lot of the players play within 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 basically the Bundesliga so they have that basically they they have that uniqueness in German football um within the team so that's that's always massive whenever you have an an identity as a national team as well yeah um a contender germany i'm 100 sure that a lot of you guys will be listening to this like cheering for them and hopefully they go on to have a good tournament man yeah linus how do you say good luck in german no nah, i don't know how to say good luck in german but you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean hopefully they have a good tournament because i i think well hansi flick is quite i how could i put this he tends to be quite um dogmatic with his tactics so he knows how he wants to play and how he wants his team to play and we've seen you know he wants that pressing machine that you've seen with uh with the Bundesliga and other German sides but then you're thinking you know maybe is this the place where you you know you want identity or do you want some form of pragmatism that you find in players like uh in coaches like Gareth Southgate so It'll be interesting to see because they could have an amazing tournament if the players know how to play uh under Hansi Flick then yeah you're thinking you know you could hear that German machine roar again but 
if they don't then it could be quite a disaster and you could have them actually exit the tournament early on like they did in 2018 so you know it's it's quite a it's quite a big gamble but i do want them to make it you know to have a final yeah. between them and argentina so that argentina can have the last laugh and then you know we could always have a good time <laughs> yeah 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 I like I I'd take that final any time any day like you get Argentina and Germany Germany wins that easy yeah so good luck in German is actually Wielglach so um Wielglach Diemannschaft so um, I think we're learning German here on the third world perspective but Yeah, Spain, man. Spain, um, we're obviously World Cup champions in 2010. We all remember um, basically Andres Iniesta, man, um, in 2010 against the Netherlands. Heartbreaking um, loss for obviously Holland. Um, but that's Spain have always been have always been a big team man Spain have always been dominating in the world in the in the international football obviously won euros in 2008 um, won the world cup in 2010 won the euros again in 2012 and obviously since 2014 it hasn't been the best showing from them um, they've always it seemed like the 2010 to 2012 2008 to 2012 um, Spanish team was some sort of golden generation obviously Andres Iniesta um, Xavi was in there and a lot of those players basically are have, have retired um, basically halfway through that through the 2010s um but it seems like spain once again is in a transition because we haven't seen um a name that we're used to having on the on the on the list um sergio ramos is not going to qatar um to play for for his for his international team linus obviously we haven't seen him play a lot for paris saint germain um is this another case of form or do you think um basically um luis enrique actually hates um former real madrid players no i think this is a case of not well not form as well but you know what was it was it 36 years old and yeah uh you're thinking you know you have other options in portores garcia america laporte who changed um the team he represents on the international stage so spain spain yeah that it's it's quite accurate to say that they're in a bit of a transition because like you said they had those amazing years i think that 2208 2012 team was one of the best teams um ever assembled to play international football but then after that you know i mean they've played two world cups and they've only won two games at the world cup you're thinking right this this tells you something there's something quite wrong with the side and i think for them it was so you have this great team you know you've played four years you played a complete cycle uh, or rather what you what i think was a cycle in international football and then you're trying to you know uh, bring up a younger team to take over but then so spain have always been known with their style which is the tiki taka type of football and mm-hmm. you know trying to have this um have trying to have a younger team um to instill this sense of identity in how you play for the spanish side i think felt a bit of problems because after that if you see how they played uh, at the 2014 2016 world cup it never uh, the 2014 world cup and 2016 euros and even at the 2020 but the, yeah the 2020 euros as well it no longer looks like a tiktaka it just looks like passing for passing you know we said how spain were quite dull at some points so were just passing the ball hoping yeah. to you know bore the, the other side to just let them score and you know everyone to go home Yeah. But, so there was that um, almost stylistic um incompatibility and i think every manager and every team as well has to live up to that 
2008-2012 side, which is quite a huge achievement when you think what what is they able to do. So Enrique is trying to, in a way, rejuvenate the side, trying to introduce you know the tikitaka we once knew, and not just you know passing football, but of course it will take time. And you also have to think about these youngsters. You know, when I think of that great Spanish side, you know, will they will they want to rise up to it, or will they just cower at the shadow of? The great, you know, the great um, Iniesta, Xavi, David Villa. So it's a young side. You have young players coming through. You have young players who seem established. So it's up to them. It, it, it will be quite. I'm um, interested to see how Luis Enrique is able to have them transition now to a new, um, a new age of Spanish football that is able to perform just like they did one time. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And obviously, um, like, like obviously we've mentioned before, like. The, the, the passing style maybe could get a little boring and but for them like their, their strength is in midfield um obviously they also have young midfielders coming in like obviously rodri like not like obviously pedri as well um rodri at manchester city who is a player that i i just love man like i think for me i think rodri is the best central defensive midfielder in the world he, he, he plays really well he passes really well um his accuracy his tackling is just is just a complete defensive midfielder and obviously for the spanish national team they have busquets there so but although busquets is 34 years old he can still play so you're thinking that's that's also a headache that they have although they can't play with two central defensive midfielders um because those guys can pass as best as better better than most midfielders um, but they also have Pedri in there who is coming up um, at Barcelona Gavi coming up there at Barcelona as well um, so maybe you, you could understand their style of play because um, their best players are in midfield and obviously some of those wingers basically can also pass the ball really well um, like Ferran Torres um, but someone that did get a call up line us here um, we've spoken about Sergio Ramos um, Thiago Alcantara obviously at Liverpool as well Obviously, we saw him at the Euros. Obviously, got a call up as well in Russia. Um, didn't get a call up to play in Qatar. Um, is it a is it a matter of age, or what, what? What do you think is the reason why Thiago Alcantara didn't get a call up? He's 31 years old. Um, had has had 46 appearances for Spain, scoring twice. Um, what are you seeing with with the reason why he's not getting called? Is not he did not get a call up? Uh, I think there has to be a case for fitness. I don't know if he's been quite fit for Liverpool this season, and also he hasn't. Has he been getting minutes? I don't think so. But mm-hmm. look, he 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 had options centrally, right? You're thinking, you know, you know, you, you, we've seen Pedri, uh, who's quite a mature player. Uh, now there's a player like Gavi, who we never saw the 2016 at uh, the 2020 Euros, but has been quite good for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have players like Dani Olmo at Leipzig. So. I think I think it was much of you know I just prefer some particular player to, uh, to another player because Thiago is more of a a orchestrator you know he likes he likes to lie deep and then you know spread you know uh, spray the ball but then you know when you have a midfield with Thiago and then Asadio Busquets or Rodri then you have two players playing mostly um the same um you have two players playing the same role which can be a bit counterproductive so you'd rather have a solid base in Sergio Busquets in Rodri, and then you have you know players who are able to be more adventurous in either Pedri or Gavi or Dani Olmo. So they have a bit more output up the pitch, which is one of the things Spain doesn't have quite well. It's the attacking play and the number of goals they're able to score at tournament hasn't been has been on the decline. So yeah, I think that's his thinking. His thinking is 
why have the same of two players when you can have you know a system where you can have uh, different roles different uh, players with different abilities and you know maximize yeah. uh maximize your system and your tactical uh, style of play yeah yeah i agree and also i think the fact that you're coming up against someone like like pedri who is just like loved by the entire spain and obviously playing at barcelona they love him and like xavi has said um obviously barcelona managers say that he is seeing bits of andres iniesta in in pedri so you're thinking these are the players that you're competing with they're young obviously pedri is 19 super young hasn't even gotten to 20 and he is loaded to be a, a midfield maestro um so i think it's just a case of time catching up with you um obviously there a, a little bit of a transition um another player that didn't get a call up man david de gea <laughs> He has been he has been the number one goalkeeper for Spain since like I'm not sure how long. He has saved them multiple times. Although basically was embarrassed by Cristiano Ronaldo um basically in Russia. Um we all remember Cristiano Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick um during the group stages against Spain um, and and helping Portugal to draw 3-3 against a very good Spanish team. Um but he do you think obviously it seems like the the ball playing goalkeeper it's becoming a, a big thing now and obviously with Spain like you mentioned a team that likes to keep much of the ball. Um do you think that's that's basically the most important thing why why he didn't get a call up because we, we've seen players like um Sanchez at Brighton Robert Sanchez play really well he's a ball playing goalkeeper David Raya at at Brentford he is a saving maniac that guy can can basically notch up 10 saves a game although David De Gea can do that too but obviously Raya can also play the ball and Unai Simon at at Atleti Bilbao also can can play with the ball um is, is are we seeing the case of um traditional goalkeepers actually dying here Well, but yeah, I mean, of course, of course this has been on the decline. I mean, you always want a, a a goalkeeper who can you know play on the ball, who can sweep because when you're thinking of a team who wants to retain possession, you always have to retain possession from the back. So, if you have a keeper who can't keep the ball, yeah, you are losing them. But I think for me, the hair wasn't called up because he's quite quite error prone for goalkeeper. I mean, he has amazing saves and he's able to mask his I think I think throughout his career he's always, he's always he's always been you know has you always see you always think that he might either pull off Waldy you know one of mm-hmm. those, one of the best saves you've ever seen or just do something stupid with you know and you know consider goal and he's always been able so of of late you're thinking he's always been able to be on this one side of the camp but ever so often you'll see him you know make up make a mistake so a goalkeeping mistake that's quite um quite basic and you're thinking you know a player of his caliber or a player of his um stature in the game should not be making such you know <clears throat> such mistakes so i mean kudos to players like Ryan Sanchez getting call ups i mean Brighton fans Brentford fans yeah you'd be quite excited to see your goalkeepers but i think i think yeah i because if if not the guy then a solid player who is good with the feet with his feet mm-hmm. would have to be um Kepa is a balaga but you know again quite error he'll he's a good saver with ball um quite good with um, penalties but you know ever so often he has these moments of um uh, rush of blood to the head and just does something utterly stupid and you know risks your team your team's entire performance so i think the choices they have are quite stable can play the ball and you know you, you see them they're not quite error as the two players I've mentioned before. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. And obviously, players like Ansu Fati also getting a call up of a Barcelona player, um, twenty years old. Obviously, Jeremy Pino as well, Nico Williams. Um, those are players that we are excited about, like seeing basically how they perform. Um, at this at this tournament, um, it will be massive. Um, to see basically what they have to offer at this at this major platform. Yeah, I, as are Spain also a, a contender for you? Yeah, that depends. That depends on. Remember, this is a group with both Spain and Germany, and everyone will want to get out of the group. But then, there's always that spoil. Uh, there's always um, the what we call the party pooper. And I think here yeah, we have Japan, who will also think, you know, I have a chance, I have a shot against some of these teams. So, depends on how this could be quite tight. This could be quite a tight group, and it could actually you could have um three teams with identical records and then having to go to tiebreakers like goal scored and goal difference and you know yellow cards conceived i think it'll be that tight so yeah hopefully they make it out but hopefully they just what i want to see from a spain side is not is exciting football you know none of that passing the ball until everyone starts to just watch you pass it no i mean i want to see that uh vertical <clears throat> that quite vertical uh, style of play you know you want to push the ball forward you want some of these young um attacking players like Ansu Fati, Ferran Torres, you know, to just break it from the wing, cut inside. Yeah, you know, move the ball. Just don't just pass it around. So you know, for the sake of passing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I expect Alvaro Morata to score goals, man. Like um, he's he's only he's the one out and out striker that they have. Um, I expect him to like the out and out striker with experience, like with the with the goals. I expect him to score goals, man. None of that like scoring maybe a goal or like. Up maybe two goals in the entire tournament for Spain to actually um, get far, they need him to actually start contributing in, with, with goals. Um, but um, another interesting question, man. Obviously, the, the the Spanish team has always been has always been a, a conversation, uh, basically during international football, and they will they will always be in that conversation so long as so long as um, they always qualify for the World Cups and the Euros, and they always they always contend. Um, Basically, we have covered European teams. Um, we have spoken about um, Asian teams. We have spoken about North American teams. We have spoken about South American teams, um, African teams as well. Um, but the series is still going on. Qatar 2022, man. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll still be here um, after the World Cup. And uh, basically, shout out to you guys for listening to the entire podcast, man. Thank you guys if you go to this end. Um, we know it's, it's been a long podcast. Um, but Linus, are you going to play Fantasy World Cup? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, no, no, not really. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, because I think I think because uh, Norway aren't playing this World Cup, and you know, so if Norway aren't playing, then that you know, blonde machine isn't playing. So, <laughs> if Haaland was in the World Cup, then I would have actually considered just you know putting Haaland and everyone else, and then seeing what what comes out of it. But no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. You might get Cristiano Ronaldo for 13 million and he ends up scoring one goal. So that that <laughs> might be might not be the best idea. Yeah, but I also played with the fantasy fantasy World Cup in 2018. I didn't like it, so I I don't see any point in it. Um, I don't think it it helps um, if at all. 
maybe it does for some people maybe it's exciting but like ah uh, not for me not for me yeah but thank you guys for listening to the third world perspective obviously subscribe to the third world perspective on spotify and on apple podcasts um subscribe to us on youtube man we have a youtube channel um and obviously we, we, we are dropping content there um every week we'll try to get content there every week um follow me on twitter at pablo Iconero. follow me on instagram at pablo Iconero as well um we'll try to get liners for the socials liners anything else um so for me i think i'll ask our listener whether or not uh if they prefer italy had been at the world cup at the access of portugal <laughs> yeah they couldn't take care of north macedonia man it's not our fault man they couldn't take care of north macedonia i mean well they were european champions so you think it may be the lesser side is at the tournament but no, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah european champions of macedonia yeah, but, but, yeah, but um for me i'm i'm glad that portugal got in i i, I for me i had given up on portugal actually getting to the world cup but um it's always nice to see cristiano ronaldo um extending basically adding bits to his legacy um he's already incredible legacy um but that's the podcast man um shout out to you guys for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one peace